Welcome, BoomXers. Let's throw out the old playbook. It's time to tear down the traditional way of looking at your life and money and apply a healthy dose of BoomX to your retirement. Stay tuned as asset protection attorney Daryl Tuttle, educator and leader of the BoomX Nation, shows us how. Now, here's the BoomX Show. Greetings. We are doing a, I am doing a product review of Mama Bear Forms. And Mama Bear Forms has a really cool name. You have to admit, <laughs> Mama Bear. Look how you came up with that. But Mama Bear Forms, for some reason, is the legal document generating platform business that Dave Ramsey recommends. Let's see what he says here. Nationally endorsed by the Dave Ramsey Show. Name guardians for your children. Appoint person to settle affairs. Identify who will receive your property. Appoint person to make health and financial decisions in an emergency. And I can only, like, why would Dave Ramsey pick this one? That's a good question. I think I know why, but proving it is a different matter. What I'm looking for is at the bottom for some of these companies, you will find their offer for affiliate, what's known as affiliate commission. That is a way that people make money in the modern world. Well, this is a little bit different. I mean, Dave Ramsey is a financial advisor, I think. He does not profess to be an attorney. Now, it is well established by law that selling legal documents is not legal advice. Therefore, you do not need to be a licensed attorney to sell documents. Now, this particular platform is a legal document generating application. And I can tell you that the computer program behind generating, creating a drafting app is easy. I know that because I've done it. But here we are. So in this particular case, I will evaluate Mama Bear Legal Forms as compared to other Legal Zoom, Rocket Lawyer, some other whatever Susie Orman's using. And you know, compare and contrast. And by the way, I just by way of disclaimer, I don't believe in most cases, especially when it's something like a last will and testament, hiring an attorney is necessary. In fact, the contrary, this is not a competition between professional services attorneys who candidly charge too much and cheaper solutions. This is an attempt to understand whether it's worth it. Does this particular legal document drafting application justify the cost? And what is my opinion? What are the shortcomings? What are the advantages, disadvantages? What's good about it? What's not? What's the experience? Now, categories will be number one, how's the website? Is it easy to use? What's the experience? <laughs> like everybody's got to have a good experience. That does not have anything to do with the substantive legal quality of the documents. It's just how, how good is the website? Second is, is there misrepresentation? Not just by the actual platform like Mama Bear Legal Forms are making representations about their product on their website for sure. However, in this case, it's this gentleman. So Dave Ramsey is nationally endorsed. He's endorsing this legal form platform for some reason. And so we'll take a look and see what he says. And is there anything about it that is just not quite spot on? If there is a problem, what's the problem? And what do we think about it? But th that'll be a category. It's like accuracy of representations. 
is one category. Ease of the sight. Then the big value proposition is, will it save you or make you more money than you paid for the documents? If it is $150 to draft a document using Mama Bear legal forms, then that's a great deal if you achieve your goals. If you end up spending more money than you would have by comparison to a different application or even hiring an attorney, I guess, then for value, let's just call it value, bang to buck ratio, a separate score for that. Then I'm going to give it a separate score just for legal technical proficiency. Is it likely to meet requirements of the statute? Is it compliant with each individual jurisdiction? Of course, I can't test all 50 jurisdictions, but I'll be able to tell you how it ranked with my jurisdiction to give you an idea. And then I'm going to give it a separate category for asset protection. If it's a state transfer and asset protection is a theme of the podcast, hopefully you'll begin to understand the importance of asset protection. And it's my view that one of the reasons why it's hard to be a proficient an attorney in asset protection law is because it's difficult. And the conversation is being hijacked in a way by folks who are not experts in asset protection and have an amplified voice because of their, you know, they put on a good show. It's like entertainment. If there's no asset protection characteristics, I think you should know it. So that that's it. That's those are the categories. Let's see how old Mama Bear stacks up. Really like the interface. I mean, you know, the, the colors are nice and the design and the way it flows and the way the documents are are saved is great. I'm going to give it a score of 10 out of 10. I mean, I just can't imagine it being better than that. Now, the program for legal bear forms, apparently you have the ability to edit your forms for a certain time period. So let's just take a quick look at how the documents look when they're being stored. So here we go. Relationship status. So this is the questionnaire, and it is in a simple interview style with encouragement. So if you look at over here, it says, create your legal documents. Let's get started. You're doing great. Mama Bear plus Dave Ramsey. So they're really um, expressing continued support for Dave Ramsey and vice versa. I don't blame them. Save and continue. So it's asking me about my relationship. And the next question is, do I have children? Yes, I've listed my children's names. My son Benjamin is a minor child, even though in reality he's not. But I can continue once I've entered that information. Not Very nice layout. I really like it. The next is, for the last will and testament, they're asking me about a guardian. I said that one of my kids was a minor. And so who would act as the guardian? Now, just so you know, a guardian for a minor child is appointed by a court. And the last will and testament is not a 100% guarantee. The person that you list in your will will be the guardian. It's more the court like wants to hear from you and barring a, a, a substantial reason not to place your children with the person that you appoint the court will lean heavily towards appointing that guardian. However, remember the court has a duty to the child. And if both parents pass away and both parents appointed somebody who declined 
wasn't able to take on, how many people will appoint a guardian and not even let the person know <laughs> that they've been appointed, thinking that it will never be an issue? Also, maybe the person's been disqualified. They've had a felony conviction or some other reason the court will not appoint. However, it's kind of you know, nice to let the court know, look, I want my brother Joe to be the proposed guardian. I mean, that's who, I, who I'm appointing. So the next one is, who's the personal representative? I filled that out already. So I said, in this case, my spouse, please be aware that I was testing the software a little bit. Like if this application is really amazing, it will include a spousal protection trust because I'm married. Every couple needs a spousal protection trust, period. If the software is sophisticated, it will know that federal law prohibits the spouse from acting as the trustee, certainly, and the personal representative of her deceased husband's will for reasons that aren't necessary that you know right now. Just trust me, a spousal protection trust is necessary for a couple. If Mama Bear Forms is going to get a high score or any score in asset protection, it has to know that. It also needs to know that the spouse cannot be the personal representative if you later want to fund the most effective asset protection trust in American jurisprudence, which, of course, the answer is yes, we do, Daryl. Now, I know for a fact that they fail because Mama Bear Forms does not include a spousal protection trust, apparently doesn't know what that is, and certainly has no prohibition from the spouse serving as the personal representative, which in my mind, we're off to a bad start already. Now, the complete failure in asset protection aside, we are now on to specific gifts to individuals. I'm, I like the way it handled. Do you want to give a specific gift? How much? Name the person. And so I did, and I, it worked just fine. Has a nice interface for gifts to charity. It had a great interface to determine the residuary. These are all basic draft creation elements. My drafting app does the same thing as does LegalZoom. And really the point of this part of the review is how the interface works, how the design works, how the colors work, more so than the substantive legal. But, you know, there's a pretty robust section on how you want to handle your charitable distributions. and. Then once it completes the questionnaire for will, goes right into healthcare powers of attorney. Ask what state will you reside in? Who's your primary agent? You want an alternate, which is nice. I'm going to call this person Bob. Save and continue. Ask about being an organ donor. A financial power of attorney, they don't really give you much in terms of customization for healthcare, do they? Financial power when effective, I'm going to say immediately. And that's it. You can see in just about 10 screens, they asked you the questions that they thought were appropriate to create a full set of legal documents. Well, I should say a full set, um, healthcare power of attorney, last will and testament, and financial. Take a look and see what they look like. Give you my assessment. Let's download these guys. Okay. It looks like it comes in one big PDF. This is the last will and durable powers of attorney of Daryl Tuttle. Signing instructions, okay. Finding a notary public, working with notaries. Okay, so now we are on to the most important document. The last will and testament will actually be recorded in court. 
the court has a certain way of looking at documents. There's no statutory requirement, but a lot of times we put a, a block in the footer for the will signer maker to initial. That way we know there hasn't been a page inserted that the will maker did not know about. Just a way to decrease fraud. Last will and testament. Okay, so um, it's got my marital status correct. That's good. It's got my two children. I don't remember if it asked me. There must have been a spot I missed, but it's important that when identifying your family, you can identify family any way you want to, but it's important that you list the names of all of your children. If you wish to disinherit, you have to say, I intend to omit my son, Ben Tuttle. The default rule is if you forget to mention your child and don't leave a gift, we just assume that the child was born after or you forgot that it was a mistake. The presumption to leaving your estate to your children is that high. If you want to disinherit a child, you have to specifically list them in the family statement and then specifically say, I intend to omit or other statutory language as required by your state. So be careful of that. Also, if your child is predeceased, highly recommend that you list them in the family statement, then point out that they have predeceased, then lay out what distribution you prefer. Now, payment of final debts and expenses. Article two. Upon my death, I direct that my personal representative shall pay out of the residuary, blah, blah, blah. One problem that we have already is I am not seeing any provision that waives bond. If that is the case, we have a big problem. And I'm extremely disappointed. Legal technical proficiency. I'm giving it a zero, a grade of a complete failure. Here's why. It doesn't list, make reference to the Washington State's probate code or any probate code. I, Daryl Tuttle of Tacoma, Washington. Now, just because I live in Tacoma, Washington does not necessarily mean that I intend for this to be a Washington will and therefore the Washington probate code apply. I could live in Tacoma, but be from Alabama. And so it's necessary for a will to state, look, I want this probate code to apply. I want probate law for the state of Washington or whichever state you're choosing to apply. Secondly, I would assume in all jurisdictions, there might be reason not to, but there is. However, 99% of people in, in America want probate to go as smoothly as possible with as little expense as possible. Therefore, courts, unless you opt otherwise, will often require the personal representative to post a bond. A bond is a, is a insurance policy, essentially, to protect the estate against fraud. The court doesn't know who you are. The court wants to be cautious. Probate codes allow the willmaker to waive that. You, you can say, look, this personal representative is my son. I trust my son. I'm not going to require him to post a bond. The court will respect that. You just saved a couple hundred bucks in the premium for the life of the insurance policy, the bond, just because you didn't say it in your last will and testament. Another point is many states have a non-intervention simple probate procedure if the personal representative opts in. So you have to actually say, I want to avail myself of non-intervention. I want the court to stay out of it and the simplified 
probate rules to apply. Most jurisdictions do that, if not all of them, but you have to say it. So now, because of this will, it looks as if there's no ability to waive bonds, so you're into it for a couple hundred bucks right out of the chute to get the insurance policy, plus a big fat hassle. And next, the court now will probably invoke, in my state, it would be um, court micromanagement, in a sense. That's not quite the way to look at it, but there will be a lot more court procedures and expenses than simply waiving intervention could have been. It's crazy. And so those two mistakes alone will cause the probate to be more expensive than the price the mama bear's trying to charge. So your net, it's to your disadvantage already. I don't know if I really want to go on. I'm so disappointed with the work product here. This is a, a dismal failure. I'm really disappointed. And then what are they doing here? Oh, this is their idea of a personal property memorandum. Okay, well, this complies with state law, except they didn't list the state law that it complies with. It's not that hard. Healthcare power of attorney. Okay, the thing that we're looking for in a healthcare power of attorney is the statement that you want to remain at home if possible, and there's a Medicaid reason. A personal residence is an exempt safe harbor protected asset if, for Medicaid purposes, if, even if the owner is in a nursing home, intends to return home. We, we need that statement of intends to return home. The best place to put it is a healthcare power of attorney. So let's see if we have that. Registration of my agent, liability of agents, certification, medical records, healthcare. Oh my goodness, they included an advanced directive inside of the healthcare power of attorney that does not comply with the statutory form. Wow. I see not one single statement about what the long-term care plan will be. I don't see a, the absolutely necessary form re, or a statement regarding returning to the home to keep the asset exempt. I'm seeing no guidance on really anything. They've combined the statutory, not included the statutory form or language, and combined the advanced directive with the healthcare power of attorney, which I've never seen before. Well, the good news is the authorization for release of protected health information is not that bad. I'm going to give it a nine at a scale of one to 10, only because it didn't make it clear and provide the statutorily required addresses and phone numbers for the recipients. But that aside, and then durable power of attorney for, for finances, the absolutely critical piece that we need is a agreement to allow we have to be able to wait. Well, you got to take the course, but I made a course on why it is so important to include one of the federally created asset protection trusts specifically listed in your power of attorney. This does not have it. It does not contemplate any kind of asset protection. It does not contemplate a transfer, does not contemplate waiving the self-interest rules that are so important. It certainly does not understand like insurance and who cares about that it it's about having a stroke and not being able to reposition assets for asset protection purposes because you did not include it or understand it in your power of attorney most powers of attorney will say something like i will allow a transfer to a revocable trust a revocable trust is the wrong trust 
it blows up spousal protection trust. It renders exempt assets non-exempt. The fact that you even list it here just goes to prove what you don't know. Horrible. I didn't mean to get this agitated. It's just that I could be that bad. <laughs> okay, final score on asset protection, zero. On uh, legal technical, zero. I'm getting a low score on a non-existent score. Does it make one reference to the statute, which is not that hard to do. In fact, it's easy to do. Value. It's not worth the price. You're going to get these forms and it's going to create all kinds of problems. First of all, just the fact that you're not including a spousal protection trust. Okay, well, that's advanced stuff to Dave. But to not include a waiver of bond, seriously, that is going to be a greater cost and way more inconvenient than whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish or act as if you're trying to accomplish through your marketing. Just come on, just call it what it is. Design, I'm going to give it 10. Pretty colors. They spent some effort on that, so that's good. Legal technical, zero. Asset protection, zero. Value, zero. I'm not going to be this hard, but these are like really flagrant failings. These are not minor, in my view. Now, misrepresentation. I'm just going to give it a five because I didn't see anything on Dave Ramsey's. I've never heard him claim that Mama Bear Forms was anything other than kind of low-level estate planning documents. He has not made representations that they protect assets. It's very common for non-attorneys who are selling legal documents or legal expertise to get to get it wrong, certainly. But to use words like protect yourself or protect your family, use a, a living trust. Well, that's not accurate. To Dave's credit, he hasn't made any kind of misrepresentations about that. I would give him a higher score on representing it, it truthfully or, or at least accurately. But, you know, there's just so many shortcomings in the product that I just kind of question, I guess sincerity is not the right word, but I'm, I'm wondering why you think Mama Bear is so great when there's so many egregious shortcomings. I don't know. Maybe one day there'll be an answer. That would be great. Dave, why do you prefer a legal document drafting system that does not include a waiver of bond provision, does not waive non-intervention, does not... Like, why are you including... The advanced directive inside a power of attorney. Why aren't you referring to the code? Why aren't why aren't all these things? What is it about this form that you can justify endorsing? It, candidly, I think it reflects poorly on you. It's just me. I mean, so that's it. That's the scores on my very first product review. And um, stay tuned because I'm going to continue to review anything legal, but. We've got um, Rocket Lawyer coming up next in a few.